Hi, my name's Tina Waldron. Welcome to the podcast and I hope you love it and share it with others. This podcast is all about evangelism and mission, sharing Jesus in natural ways, in ways that we can all do. I interview people right across Australia and also overseas to hear what's working and how that ultimately applies to our lives, no matter who we are. Some weeks I jump on and do a little teaching myself. I hope it's helpful for you. Don't forget to check out our other free resources on our website. Now let's get into this week's episode. Welcome to the Win Win Evangelism Podcast. My name's Tina Waldrum from Evangelism in Australia. Well, Christmas has been and gone. I trust yours was okay, that you survived, that you got some great stuff and that you enjoyed it. For those that didn't, commiserations. And honestly, it is sad for some people and I do feel for each of those in that situation. But Christmas Day has gone and we are looking forward to New Year's Eve. So I have a great episode for you today, how to share Jesus on New Year's Eve. Last year, I recorded this episode and I want to reshare it with you this year because it is super, super helpful. I interviewed a psychological practitioner and we talked about how can we share Jesus? What are the questions that we should ask people on New Year's Eve or leading into New Year's Eve even that would help them, that would provoke them to think and maybe, just maybe, we get to have some conversations about Jesus. So I hope you enjoy it and Happy New Year. Welcome to the Win Win Evangelism Podcast. My name's Tina Waldrum and today I'm speaking with Natasha Ray and we're talking on the topic of how do you share Jesus on New Year's Eve? You might have heard Natasha before. She's one of our regular people on our show. She's a positive psychological practitioner in Geelong and has her own practice, the Morph Clinic. So this will be fascinating. Welcome to you, Tash. Oh, thanks, Tina. Good to see you again. Fantastic to have you back on the show. And I love this thought of how can we share Jesus at New Year's Eve? Because it's such an important time. And I guess, Tash, there's certain conversations that take place on New Year's Eve that don't take place at other times of the year. The big one for me would be New Year's resolutions. Yes. How do you see that yourself from your point of view? And then how can how can I take your information and be a blessing to people this New Year's Eve? Yeah, well, we all start out, I think, with New Year's resolutions and, you know, the fact is statistically that 8% of people will achieve that. So it's generally by about January the 14th that people will give up on their their <laughs> actual resolutions. So we've sort of developed a new understanding around that and instead of using resolution, which resolute means just, it's resolute, it's going to be it, um, and understanding that there's so much failure in that space, we got we sort of have changed a little bit and said make it in intention. Um, and I think the word intention actually has a little bit more grace to it. There's room for tripping up. There's room for you know success because we understand you know goal setting in itself is a really great 
thing to help with your well-being. You know, you get the sense of achievement, you get a sense of purpose, you get a sense of mission, you get all those sort of things, which are really important. But as soon as we actually say that is it is resolute, it actually there's no room for any movement or change. So we want to use that word intention. So when you're going into New Year's Eve, uh, the biggest thing, the biggest question I've been asked, how was your year? And, you know, that's a big question because, you know, 12 months, I'm lucky to remember what we did yesterday. <laughs> um, so when somebody says, how's, how's your year been? I'm going, oh, yeah, no, it's been a good year. But not many people would actually say that. They say, oh, it's been up and down, you know, finances, we've had problems with the kids or, you know, blah, blah, blah. and we'll centre in on the negative. But the story that you give as a Christian is actually so deep and rich. So, you know, you might get to that conversation and say, oh, look, I had all these ideas of what would be. Hmm. These things worked. These things didn't. But, you know, I'm, I'm believing that this is going to change. And so you sort of roll out with those conversations. Um, again, if we went in with a goal to, you know, preach the word, <laughs> it might come across wrong. If we go in the intention to love people and to actually enter their story, then that's a totally different place we're actually coming from. So we're entering somebody's story, they're entering our story, and together we're creating a story. Uh, And I think that's where we see Jesus working in our narratives. And, you know, there might be similarities going, yeah, I felt that and this is what I did. How did you go about that? This is what I did. Okay. And we intersect. Our lives are a large um, tapestry of intersection. So every meeting, every encounter we have with people, we intersect, we weave into each other's lives. Yes. Maybe for a moment, it may be for forever, but we ha- we're that rich tapestry and I think that's where the story and that intersection of a faith-filled life and perhaps somebody who's on the journey can intersect. It's a bit like that road to Emmaus encounter. So that that real deep sort of intersection. And that's what we want to build. Yeah. I mean, it it is a great time to share stories of the year. Well, people naturally do that, like as you pointed out, but that we do seem to lean on to those negative things that what happened. But telling stories or, or turning up on New Year's Eve and thinking of some of the stories of the year in your own life is probably a good start, the positive ones and the negative ones. Why do you think from your point of view, why are stories just so positive to share and to hear from other people? It gives a base of relationship. We are all human. We all carry a story. And I think being able to intersect in on that story it's such a privilege. Like we do that as, you know, uh, practitioners all the time. We sit in sessions with people and we we share stories. Now in that we can bring hope and it's a, it's a platform to bring hope, life, encouragement, all those things that that person may need at the moment and that brings a space of inquiry, okay? So we inquire into people's stories going, oh, tell me a bit more about that. That sounds really interesting. How did you do that? And then that reciprocal 
conversation of going, actually, do you know what, maybe you, you might not believe, but, you know, my faith has actually got me there and this is what I did. So we're bringing it very gently through, but we're sort of saying too that we have something that has got us through, which that person may need at that time. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I, I go to New Year's Eve things or, or host them and there's people that I have relationship with. So it's there's it's not it's not odd or it's not weird for me to casually connect my faith to the stories of that year that have just gone or or even to the future of what I'm hoping for. I mean, do you think it's appropriate to talk about saying, we're not going to say let's set goals, but let's talk about the words intentions. I think that would just even be helpful for people anyway, if as Christians we use that language. Do you think that you can talk to people and and share your story in saying things like, you know, I kind of really feeling that this year is going to be, I'm going to go in this direction, or I feel like God's giving me a nudge in that direction. Can you frame it up like that? Yeah. I'm very thematic as a person. I don't look into next year and go, oh, going to go and do this. I'm very thematic. So I go in with a word or I'll go in with a scripture and I'll work that in. Okay, so that's that's my personality. A-type personalities will go in with goals. That's fine. No worries. Everybody works differently. But so understanding that thematic, you know, I, I would tend to have a conversation with somebody going, you know, I've got a real sense that this year is going to have this, this, this and this in it. In fact, I've given it a word of this. That's my theme for this year. Hmm. And even that... I think just bringing that moment into conversation is intriguing. Mm, it is. So I always find when I'm sitting with fellow creatives that when they're thematic, I go, oh, tell me that, that, that sounds so good. So we're engaging in something. And if people are an A-type personality, well, let's engage on that. I think we've got to be socially pliable. Sometimes we get into conversations And I expect people to be creative like me. Well, not everybody's creative. And when you do meet those different types of personalities, you're going to learn how to relate. And so being socially pliable actually helps you in crafting conversations and stories. Yeah, I I love that. In fact, I'm actually thinking now, Natasha, what, what will be the theme next year maybe of what God is going to speak to me. But I love that and just the thought of having that conversation with people and asking them, well, what do they sense for the year? I think that's a great way. I think that actually how we even think as Christians is very is very salty for people. It's quite unusually good. Unusually good is the term I like. <laughs> <laughs> Happy scared. <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely. Totally. What about, um, you know, I'm thinking of friends that I may have discussions with on New Year's Eve that really feel their year has been a failure. Like from your point of view as a professional, how could I go about just bringing encouragement to those people? Yeah, I suppose I I enter in on pain a lot of the time um, in my conversations. So it's, it's helping them reframe, I suppose. Tell me, amongst all this, what has the lesson been? 
You know, has there been something that you've pulled out of this that you've thought, oh, my gosh, I need to change this or I need to do that? And then you start speaking about areas of growth And we often talk about flipping, you know, a a crisis into a learning opportunity. Now, not every crisis is a learning opportunity, but some of them are. And so digging around that and helping them reframe and going, you know what, amongst life, we always have these things that we contend with, but I can see real growth. And it's almost engaging into the gifts that you might have on your life, you know, whether it's words of wisdom, prophetic, whatever, they're all things to open doors to a hurting life. So when we actually activate those things, then sometimes it just opens up that conversation. You can actually start to speak life into a dead situation or breathing life into dead bones, you know. I continually sort of just draw on just my senses and go, God, what are you saying here? This person's sharing their story with me what do you want me to say here, you know? And the last thing I think we have to do is sit with people. We have to we have to sit there, be active listeners, but also be active encouragers. We carry something in us that is far greater than their situation. So let's use that. Let's bring that encouragement. Um, I know I've, I've sat with many people over this last week. Christmas always brings those really hard moments for people, dysfunctional families, you realise your, your family's not as good as what they used to be. Um, and you sit in those moments and you're going, okay, so what What parts, you know, like I can hear that you're going through quite a bit at the moment. What parts are you growing in? Your realisation? So not everything is doom and gloom. And those sort of moments bring people out and go, okay, wasn't as bad as what I thought. Yes, that's fantastic. And it's a great way to affirm or acknowledge is the word I'm looking for. Acknowledge that it's been tough, but to find, help that person see the the good things, so to speak, in that. It, It kind of also raises the question for me of, I think, I don't know, you can talk to it. We should be willing ourselves as Christians on New Year's Eve to also share our own sense of failures because I think that sometimes our friends think that our whole life is just the perfect Christian life. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. What do you think about that and how, how can that help people? Communal sharing is really essential in every conversation. I think we can all identify. The worst thing we could do is go in and say, you know, you'll be right. It'll all be okay. Well, it's not okay. And it's not going to be all right sometimes. So how do we sit in that? And I think a lot of the times we have to go, gee, you know what? What I'm hearing sounds terrible. How can I help? Is there something that you need? Is there something I can do? And I know we talked about this earlier, Tina, and we talked about, you know, just being available to people um, in those moments. Use what you're already good at to be that person that can bring hope and life. Not, Not a toxic positivity. Like, I think that's the last thing that we have to do. Toxic positivity is just, it's all going to be sunshine, rainbows and unicorns. Life isn't like that. They need to know that we are still real and we're not this hyper faith out of the ballpark. Everything's going to be fine because God's got it in control. Well, yes, God's got it in control, but not everything's great. (laughs) 
that real side. Yeah, absolutely. Is it true that people really share and open up according to the level that you yourself as the believer share and open up? You know, you're vulnerable, so they're vulnerable. I'm a big believer of that, but we should never go in with the expectation that that's going to happen. Mm, Good advice. So, you know, there's some people that have lost all trust in humanity that won't open up, but if you can just sit with them with some empathy uh, and share their empathy, you know, with them, um, I think you're going to get more out of it than sometimes going, I've got that same thing going on. You know, like it, it's, it, it actually diminishes their story. So I think we've got to be really careful that we honour their story hmm. um, and we actually journey with listening through their story. People just want to be heard. Yeah. Heard, seen and loved. Absolutely. Well, what, from your point of view, you sit with people all the time and, and you're really good at asking questions. Because I know that because all psychologists and counsellors seem to be amazing at that. Uh, what would be a couple of really great open-ended questions that, that I could use on New Year's Eve with friends that I'm catching up with? I think it's obviously going to um, be on the depth of relationship and, you know, coming into therapy, you're there for a real reason, okay? So you might not get some of the questions that we'd ask. But I I think some of the openers are, what's been good about your year? Start on a positive without diving because we've all got a negative bias. What's been good about your year? What have been some of your challenges? And what are you looking forward to? There are three great questions that you can build on. Hmm. Haven't seen you since last year. You know, you, you might have been around at a friend's place and you saw this person last year and, and sometimes you'll remember conversation. Pick up bits of a conversation you might have you, you might remember and going, you know, you're talking about your kids moving to schools. How did that go? And that's that active listening. And when people realise that you've actually listened and it's been a long time since seeing each other, my gosh, I cannot tell you. They go, you remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And I suppose that's my space. I've got a fairly good memory on conversation. So I'll remember details, sometimes not names great, but (laughs) details about that person. And you draw on what you know. Yeah, absolutely. Now, look, I know that you also work as a well-being coordinator. (laughs) Coordinator, thank you, of a very um, large school in Victoria. What yourself, I know that you're a shining light in that school. What do you do or what are people seeing that is amplifying or revealing Jesus that maybe I could learn from and hope to carry that in in on New Year's Eve and two friendships I have? I think, and I'm just thinking of my team, um, which are all varied, okay, from different faiths or no faith or whatever. Um, we're very open with conversations around spirituality, And I know one of the biggest things that I get asked is, how did you know what you were meant to do? How do you do what you do and what path did you go on? And Because they're seeking, okay? So I'm a firm believer most people are seeking. And I'm very open with my journey, you know, okay, I was a minister and then I went into psychology and then I, you know, I'm now in my own clinic, I'm in the school. But I will always build into that conversation. There's been a theme in my life. I've always dealt with youth and I've always felt called. And people identify with those keywords, 
calling these days is very, very big in the corporate world and people are using that language. So it's very understood. Now, my calling and their calling, obviously, you know, we're, I think we're all spiritual in whatever way. So if they connect with that, and I would have to say every conversation that I've had with my team, they use the word sense. I, I get this real sense that I'm called to this. Great, you know, and you unpack that. I don't think we, we should be afraid of using language that we've known for so many years. They identify with that. So I suppose my commonality is my story and my journey. And when I sit with my team, they'll often ask, okay, well, what part of the journey was that? Um, and I'll, I'll explain that. And a lot of the times, you know, I'll say, well, actually, I, that's my faith that got me through that. I actually prayed about that or I meditated on that. There are words that people understand that can actually bring them into that story. So even today, had a cracker of a time um, with one one staff member and just talked about my journey. Faith is important to me. I'll often say that. Might not be important to you, but it is important to me. They respect that. Yeah, and I think if you kind of if you take that very conversational approach and, and you're not threatening even the way you're telling the story to me and how you talk to people, it's achievable for me to talk to people like that, Tash, to be, you know, I'm not threatening them, I'm just sharing my story naturally, so to speak. Yep. And I think that I think people, most people, like an honest and open conversation. I think as soon as you try and hide your light under a bushel, you're in trouble. Mm. Okay. So, you know, people go, oh, okay, really? Oh, she didn't tell me that bit. What's she up to? What's she doing? You know, is there an ulterior motive? No, 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 there's not. And I I tried to be very open in those spaces because I think spirituality especially is a big term that is being used right around through corporate worlds. I suppose from a science point of view, spirituality is about meaning and purpose. I derive my meaning and purpose from my faith. Where do you draw yours from? Great question. So I'm I'm curious and I think sitting in a, a, a... a curious posture with people is really important. Not judgmental, just curious. Oh, that sounds really interesting. Tell me a bit more about that. That's exciting, you know, and you you get involved in that story. Mm, absolutely. And it could be quite uh, interesting the more people indulge on New Year's Eve as well. <laughs> absolutely. A couple of drinks. We call it the honesty serum. Um, and it all gets very deep and messy sometimes. <laughs> But there's, there's sometimes the best time. I take opportunity where you can. Um, <laughs> but, I, yeah, I just think we've got to actually promote ourselves as human, mm. right? We're the same. We're made up of the same. It's just that I have a belief system that is slightly different to yours. That doesn't make you any lesser of a person than what I am. Yeah, I love it. And when we, when we go in like that, we can't go wrong, right? We can't go wrong. This has been a fantastic conversation. Thank you. And I don't think I've listened actually to a talk on how to share your faith or how to share Jesus on New Year's Eve. So I'm hoping (laughs) that this is really helpful for you today. If you're listening, I'm going to also drop some links in there to all of the other episodes that we've done with Natasha, which are very, very helpful. And also how you can stay connected with her through the Morph Clinic. So it's great to talk from it from that psychological point of view. So um, Natasha, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and thanks for joining us. Happy intentions.
Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I trust it's been helpful for you. Hey, don't forget to check out our free sample course on missionwithgod.com forward slash free sample. Hope it's a blessing to you. See you next week. Thank you.